Oppo, featuring Supervook, lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. This is SENZ and Phoenix Nation with Ricardo Ball. Thanks to Oppo. And coming up on the show, we're going to catch up with Katie Bowen. She is a football fern who has just signed for Melbourne City to play in the A-League. Of course, in Melbourne City are the very first opponents for the Wellington Phoenix women's team in the Liberty A-League this weekend. So we'll catch up with her. We'll catch up with Ufuk Tele as well, their coach of the men's team. They've got a bit of a break now due to the World Cup being on. We'll find out what he thought of letting that two-goal lead slip against Western United, what the plan is for the four-week break, and how he thinks the Socceroos will go over in Qatar, and who his favourite to win the tournament is as well. So we'll do all of that. Plus, we do have an Oppo fan challenge to come as well. We'll do that towards the end of the show. Phoenix Nation and uh, the boss lady for the Wellington Phoenix uh, A-League team, Natalie Lawrence, the manager, is with us. G'day, Natalie. How are you? Hi, how are you? How's it going? I've never been called boss lady before, so I, feel, oh, I, there you go. Stick. I don't know whether that will stick. <laughs> Do you, well, it depends whether you like it as to whether or not it's going to stick. <laughs> well, it's the fact you said boss lady and then called me Natalie, I felt very, very in trouble. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, young lady, what have you been doing, Natalie? Yeah, no, you're having throwbacks yeah. when you are a kid. I know, I know. But no, it's great. It's great to be here, especially a few days before our first game. So thanks for having us. Yeah, no, my pleasure, mate. My pleasure. It's great to have a Phoenix dedicated show, right? And we can just talk Phoenix for an hour every week. It's uh, it's perfect. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So thanks to Oppo on that one, mate. Well, so actually, before we go any further, so if it's not boss lady, what do the players call you around the training ground? Uh, Nat. Right. <laughs> Nat. Okay, not gaffer or anything like that. Or <laughs> Nat. No. <laughs> right. It just doesn't quite. It just doesn't quite suit me. They just stick with Nat. Nat, Nat's easy. So long as they know who's boss. <laughs> they, might, they might call me other. They might call me other things behind my back, but I just know. I just known as Nat. I think. Just we'll just stick with that then. We'll just stick with Nat. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, opening game of the season. You must be. Uh, you and the team must be fizzing for this because you know it's been a while in coming. Obviously, you know the preparation, the recruitment, the preseason. Uh, you finally get to go out there in anger and, and and play at Sky Stadium on Sunday. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a long time coming but also like in a staff meeting today and I'm like guys match day minus four and it's almost like oh wow how is how has this actually came around so quickly um but yeah there's a great vibe everyone's super excited we got to do a familiarization session um last week and see the stadium and you could just like feel the buzz amongst the the players and we were like enjoy enjoy this period of quiet now because when we come back here again, things will be different and enjoy that chaos. Yeah. So um yeah, we're we're feeling we're feeling pretty good. We're feeling um excited. It's yeah, it's gonna be a massive occasion and hopefully we can get uh, you know, over ten thousand at the at the cake tin for you to uh, for that for that first game against Melbourne City. Of course, a, a decent side with a couple of players you know reasonably well. Um Hannah Wilkinson and Katie Bowen, a couple of Kiwis running around in that in that team. What do you make of the opposition uh this season? Yeah, I, I think um, it's going to be a real tough first challenge up. Um, but it's also going to be a tough one for them. You know, like um, 
I feel like we've recruited quite well. We're at home for the first time. And there's little things like that, just being at home. You can already sense a difference amongst the team. Um, just like a, a sense of calmness and a sense of, um, they're just like, more at ease because we're here because they have the freedom of being at home um you know like what i love about the fact that it is against city is that there's a couple more ferns that are on display so as much as, as much as i want the ten thousand kiwi fans that will be there to support in the phoenix um you know they also get to see a couple more ferns for the for the other team so we've got more ferns playing in the league which you know is great, especially ahead of, um, I think, pre-sale tickets went out for the game against the States today in Wellington. So, um, like, the buzz around women's football in New Zealand and, and especially Wellington is crazy at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the women's sport in general, right? I mean, we've seen the Black yeah. Ferns win the World Cup uh, against England, which they, they weren't favourites to do. We've seen the Kiwi Ferns have made their Rugby League World Cup final. I mean, women's sport's going, um, you know, exponentially growing it feels like you know forty two thousand in Eden Park for a women's rugby game if you'd said that to someone 10 years ago I wouldn't have believed you no it's it's crazy and what what I love is just the fact that there's now an appreciation for the sport being um different it's no longer just compared to our like the men are better or the men are quicker or the men are stronger mm. it's um the, the the men and the women's game is played slightly differently because of those reasons, because of the physicality reasons. And, I you know, I, I watched the Black Ferns game and um, it was one of those really interesting ones for me. I was like, I'm in a bit of a win-win. I'm a, I, consider, I consider my New Zealand my home, but I'm from England. So I was like, this is great. But then watching the game, it was very, very clear very early on that I was like a Black Fern through and through. And to see, like, the rugby that they played, and I don't really fully understand all the rules but that was the the funnest game of rugby I've ever watched mm -hmm. yeah, it was just great to just see how um yeah how they just pushed themselves right into the last minute and the bit I loved the most was they were always all smiling they were having so much fun yeah, that, I think that was the, the thing. I mean, I, we t we're here to talk football, but that you know what you said about that—the most fun game of rugby you've ever watched. I think a lot of people who are rugby fans said something similar because there yeah. was there was none of that apprehension or I don't want to cock this up. It was just let's play, let's we're here to have fun. This is about enjoyment, and that's what they that's what they looked like they were doing. Yeah, absolutely. And even when England went a player down, and like. England still had the ferns on the back foot at the time and, you know, still scored tries and it didn't necessarily ruin the game. Um, and, I, yeah, I just thought, what a fabulous statement for women's sport in general um, yeah. and how far it's come. And the hype around it was just, um, yeah, like it gives you chills, you know. It does. It does. Um, and, that well, that's going to be you on on Sunday, isn't it? It's gonna it's gonna be you and your players on Sunday. How's yeah. how's the squad looking? Because I know there, there has been a few injuries, and of course we've had this football ferns uh, double header against South Korea and in, in Christchurch, yeah. which probably couldn't have come as a worse time for you in terms of losing players out of the squad, prepping for the first game of the season. Uh, but how's everybody looking? Um, yeah, like I won't lie, there are a few injuries to some um, of our like uh, top players. Um, 
And yeah, like as sad as that is that they'll miss out on that first game, it's not really anything we can control right now. Um, the pleasing thing is we have a really strong squad, so we have um, a number of players that can fill those gaps and fill those roles. Um, whilst the Ferns games probably didn't come at a great time with pre-season, um, losing so many players, it also shows how we've recruited um, and also how we've developed the players over the past few years to be given these experiences with the Ferns. So again, like something that we were fully aware of, something that will happen kind of, you know, throughout the season. Um, and we are really lucky that we just collaborate really well with the Fern staff. I was there yesterday um, for the game. So we like collaborate like incredibly well, like technical and medical departments. So we'll make sure the girls are like pretty well looked after throughout the season. And um, yeah, then it's my job to just make sure that when they come back there, they're all over kind of how we want to play and how we want to beat City um, or whoever we play. Yeah, how did uh, was it a pre-arranged um, agreement with Yitka that um, you managed to get Paige off at halftime? No, they, this was just due to her um, and her loading coming back from her surgery. Yeah, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So it was. It was not. It was not uh, something from me to Yitka. It was more medical to Yitka. Yeah, cool. For, uh, right. for, for us, for Paige to get minutes with the Ferns was really good for us. Yeah, fantastic. And what about Emma Ralston? Where's she? Because obviously she picked up a knock in the first game. Yeah, yeah. So she's struggling with her back a little bit. Um, she's definitely got a little bit more functional with her movement. Um, it will be, yeah, touch and go, whether she's ready for the weekend or not. All right. Uh, but everybody else, yeah. we're, we're looking all right. I know, I know Lily's not going to be there. Uh, Grace, um, calf, probably a little bit too soon for her. Yeah, a little, a little bit too soon for Wiz. Um, she's tracking along really well. Like I said, she's a different human. Um, but yeah, we're not putting like pressure on her to get back sooner. We would rather her fix her calf to then be able to play for a prolonged period of time. And she's another one that's been brought into the ferns, and um, which means that during the windows and stuff, hopefully she'll get other opportunities. So. It's important, especially for some of these younger players, that we don't burn them out as well. So, especially through through injury, so we need to be pretty careful with her. But um, we also trust that she knows her body, so she's working really hard with Susie at the moment. Cool, and uh, she signed on a an interesting deal uh, just to, to keep her obviously available to to get a scholarship in the US at some point. But Millie Clegg, how's she how's she fitting in with the team? Um, and is she somebody that we might see on match day one? She's doing great. She's fitting in amazingly. Um, you have to like keep reminding yourself that she's only just turned 17. Um, first time away from home, um, doing exams in a different school, but she's just taken everything in her stride. Um, I think the environment is a good challenge for her. And I think she's going to really, really grow and develop and she'll definitely get um, she'll definitely get time on the field for yeah. sure during the season. Yeah, yeah she's be, an exciting player. Very, eh? Gee, I mean, like she was a player yeah. that in the Kate Shepherd Cup final really stood out, and you know, at the under twenties has stood out as well. So every time I yeah. see her, she makes an impression. She does, yeah, yeah. She's she's got a lot of really really good attributes for a striker. So um, we're pretty happy that we could get it across the line so that she didn't have to make a life changing decision. She can still she can still do kind of 
what she needs and take her time to make those decisions whilst being in a good environment to help keep developing her. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And in terms of the the season as a whole, I mean, no doubt you would have sat down with um, David Dome and the likes and, and done some goal setting. What are the, What's the goal for the team for the season? Yeah, I think um, the the goal is will always be to try and stay in the race for those, like the finals for the top mm-hmm. four. Uh, there is realism in the fact that, you know, last year we did finish bottom. That's not going to be a, an acceptable finish for us this year, for for us as a club or for, for the players. Um, so we're going to go in and just try and stay in that race. And, you know, if we control what we can and stick to the process, then the outcome will come. Um, and we'll keep progressing as each game goes and we'll keep developing these young players and utilise the experience of the older players that we've brought in. Fantastic, Natalie. Hey, listen, best of luck for the first game of the season on Sunday. Really uh, wish you all the best, you and the girls. I, I, I hope we uh, we can get a result against Melbourne City and uh, looking forward to the season as it plays out as well. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. Let's get the 10,000. Yeah, let's work on getting that 10,000 and it'd be fantastic. Sunday at three o'clock at Sky Stadium, uh, the A-League, Liberty, the Liberty A-League, I should say, uh, kicks off in New Zealand for the very first time, the very first home game after a full season away for the Wellington Phoenix women's team. Make sure you get there if you're around the Wellington region for a game that, of course, is going to feature not just our own Wellington Phoenix players, but also a few of the football ferns, Hannah Wilkinson, Katie Bowen, etc., that play for Melbourne City. Speaking of Katie Bowen, she's up next as we look at the oppo. This is SENZ. It is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo, and as we like to do every week, we catch up with a member of the Oppo. And in this time, uh, this time around, she's kind of a member of the Oppo, but she's also one of our own. Katie Bowen, how are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good. I, I know that uh, you're here at the moment with the with the ferns and everything with the Korean series, but you are a member of the Melbourne City uh, squad for this season. Uh, tell us, how did that move come about? Because from what I understand, you were nearly there last season. Yeah, I had quite a few conversations with the coach, Rado, um, and it was always a big jump for me because obviously that's usually time that I have with family in the off-season, uh, you know, especially around Christmas, New Year's, that sort of time. So that's why it kind of fell through last year, especially with COVID. I was pretty homesick and just desperately needed that time with family. Mm. Um, but leading into the World Cup, going into 2023, I... I wanted game time, I wanted game fitness and to make sure that I was hitting that year with as much sharpness as I could possibly get and that was by playing in the in the W League and I'm really happy to have signed with Melbourne City and am loving it thus far. Yeah, how much of uh how much of a bonus was having Wilkie there and and how much did she twist your arm, your arm to go to the uh the sky blue side of Melbourne? <laughs> I mean, she's one of my best friends on the ferns, so she definitely had an upper hand on other people, but um, she was very honest with me. She spoke very highly of the team, the facilities, and especially Rado. And, you know, I wanted a coach that really believed in me, and, and he does. And um, we have a great working relationship. And so that's that's really nice to go into leading into the season. And, yeah, I'm super excited, obviously, with Melvin. It's great as well. And I'm actually living with Wilkie. So so she definitely had the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. What's, what's she like as a landlord? 
Oh, I mean, she's not my landlord. She's my equal. But right now we've got a leaky shower, so it's not off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to get the plumber in. You have to get the plumber in, mate. Exactly. Um, was, there, was there any talk or any offer from the Phoenix? Because I know you've mentioned how much the, your family means to you, particularly, you know, your mum, I know you're very, very close with. Yes. Uh, was there any chance or any conversation about coming here and playing in the yellow and black? I mean, I would have loved to have played for the Phoenix. I um, I put my number out there and told Yitka, the Ferns coach, to to let the Phoenix coaches know I'm interested and never got the call. So was a bit disappointed. And obviously, Rado showed a lot of interest and he showed that belief in me. So, I mean, it kind of was a no-brainer for me in the end. Yeah, well, it gives you, it gives you a little bit of extra extra spice this weekend to show them what they missed out on. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, definitely, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, that'll be good. I mean, you've spent a bit of time in the States now, I think, what, 10, 12 years you, you spent over there. Yeah. Uh, you, you got your green card now. You've played, you know, uh, through a few different teams in, in that league over there. What do you make of the the level of the Liberty A-League versus where you've come from with, say, North Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I think that the league understandably struggled through COVID because you could only kind of – choose um, local players. And while that still brings about a wealth of talent, you know, they kind of lost that international um, signing ability as well. Um, so I think that was definitely tough, um, but it's a great league. And, and anyone who plays in that league speaks very highly of it. It's a fun league. It's definitely a kind of mental refresh uh, reset league, which is definitely what I need um, after kind of a, a tough year. And um yeah, I'm really excited. And and like I said, they've been able to sign internationals now. So it'll be interesting to see how 2021 transitions to 2022, 2023. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the... I guess one of the big things for you is it's a lot closer to home, but also it'll cut down on the travel because from what I understand, talking to people that have played in the MLS and have played in the American system, the travel is, the, is a real killer because it's such a big country. Yeah, definitely. And um, this past year, having two... Um, California teams come into it obviously being in North Carolina that's a decent amount of tri travel so um, you're definitely certainly bouncing around um, so I'm actually interested to see you know with this being my first year in the league what what the travel's kind of like and how demanding that is yeah it'd be something uh, honestly I mean I North Carolina is on the eastern seaboard right yes yeah it is. yeah I mean I've flown LA to Philly before and that's a good like eight or nine hours um you know right, yeah. I, you know i mean i i don't know if uh i think perth's probably your further your furthest trip yes. of, you know so and it's yeah. certainly a hell of it's about half the time so it, it, it should be an improvement for you yeah i'm hoping so because obviously that travel is pretty demanding on the body so yeah I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what that's sort of like throughout the season now You've signed with Melbourne City for this season. Of course, that helps with you, you know, like you said, game time and being visible with Yitka being in this league, uh, heading into the World Cup. What are your plans post-World Cup? I know you've got a green card. I mean, do you want to go back to the US? Yeah, I mean, I think I would. I certainly wouldn't close that door, especially seeing as um, I do have my green card. Um, I've committed to staying the whole season, though. Um, with the W League, obviously some people come and then they leave in about February time. Um, that wasn't something that was super appealing to me because, you know, I want to attempt to help the team win the championship and kind of leaving in that crucial time. That wasn't really sort of what I wanted to do. So I'm committed till April with them. And whether that's appealing for um, 
you know, NWSL team because I'd be coming in late. I'm not too sure, but, you know, injuries always occur in preseason. And so I think I would like to go back to the States, but I'm certainly open to to maybe uh, Sweden or England as well because I have my British passport. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask you about the uh, WSL. I mean, that is a league that's going places, probably the mm-hmm. the most visible and the and the biggest growing league uh, in women's football. Yeah, I mean that's massive, and and you can just see how you know the England women's team won the Euros and the attendance they're getting at crowds, you know, at their club games and at the international level. It's it's phenomenal to see, and I mean you said it yourself. This is a league that is absolutely on the rise. Yeah, I actually I saw um, the the crowd attendance for Barcelona Real Madrid, and I think they call it. I could be wrong because my Spanish is terrible, but it's something like the Feminista League. I think they call it, which is their women's league, and they had eighty four thousand at the Bernabeu last time those two met. Oh yeah, I mean that. I think that set the record for a women's um, football game, and that was just unbelievable to see. And then I think they did it again in their semi final. Champions League uh, game or the final but it was just like I mean you kind of dream about those sort of crowds and and you don't know if that's ever going to become a reality but like the more we progress towards that 2023 World Cup like these crowds are becoming more and more consistent which is just unbelievable to see. Now, across your career, you've played several uh, different positions. Predominantly, you've played as a defensive midfielder. Mm -hmm. I know you've also played as a fullback. You've played as a centre-back at times as well. But where do you prefer to play and and where do you see your position moving forward? Um, I really like the midfield. Um, I like, I mean, in midfield, you're constantly in and around everything. And I certainly like getting forward as well, which is, quite difficult at, at centre-back. Um, <laughs> so sometimes I find myself wanting to bust forward and then I suddenly realise what position I'm playing and have to hold back. Um, so I would definitely say sort of anywhere in the midfield. I I, I do like centre-back. It, it brings about a whole new challenge for me and a different perspective of the game because obviously you have everything in front of you. Um, and, and fullback is fun as well. You've got the line to work with and obviously everything's inside. And so each one had its sort of like pros and cons, but I would say I definitely, definitely like midfield the best. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. Uh, you, you're working with Yitka now. You've worked with a lot of different coaches in your time uh, in the in the in the white jersey. Um, mm-hmm. How is that for you playing under Yitka? And and you know, sort of, what's the difference getting coached by her versus say somebody in the club uh, scene like Rado or back in the states? Yeah, I mean, um, Yitka was my assistant coach, and I can't remember which year, but our under-20s. And so I knew kind of I worked with her before. And so we have a really good um, sort of working relationship. She's very personable, um, and she gets a lot, uh, you know, along with um, a lot of the young girls on the team. And obviously she's brought in a lot of, um, you know, new people who have got caps for the football ferns, which is great to see. And yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, with her tactics and her game plan that we can get the job done in, in 2023 and have hopefully the Football Ferns have their best tournament yet. You were at the North Carolina Courage and until you um, terminated your contract there to come to Melbourne City. Uh-huh. A lot of people are wondering whether or not we're going to see Abby Ursag at a home World Cup. Do you know what Abby's plans are? What do you think the <laughs> likelihood is? I mean, Abby's done. Like, Like, from what I've gathered, like, She's retired for the third time. I don't think that she wants to represent the country anymore. And yeah, that's her decision. And so I've seen a couple of articles come out 
recently and yeah i think she's retired and we need to look forward with the players that we have and the ones that have been put in the in the hard yards week in week out to represent the fern all right no i, I had to ask given that you were a teammate you, you know yeah, you know what you know enough. better than i do that's... we you've obviously had the south korean series as well how's that been for you and um how do you think the team is tracking ahead of the world cup yeah, I mean, I think that there were definitely some highs and lows in the game on Saturday. Started off with a good good 10 minutes. We ended with about a good 30. Um, so it's about kind of going into Tuesday night and needing to, you know, make that a 90-minute performance because we had spells, you know, when we were on top and dangerous, but we had to make that more consistent and we have to get more stuck in. And I think in that last 30, a, a switch kind of flipped in us. So it's about the girls reflecting and thinking back what made that switch flip um, and making sure that they bring that from the first minute. Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it and can't wait for you guys to uh, to face up against the US in January either because uh, that's going to be uh, a hell of a series ahead of the World Cup. Hey, Katie, before I let you go, I've got to ask mm-hmm. you a couple, a couple of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Um, okay. All right. Who's, who's the team you supported growing up? Manchester United. Oh, you can stay. That's great. You, 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 you've already passed the test. Um, what, what about throughout your career? I mean, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying your age, uh, but 20, no, you're 28 and you made your debut as a representative of New Zealand at 14. So for half your life, you've represented your country. Um, <laughs> in, in that time, who's been your toughest opponent? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I think... I think physically and athletically, the U.S. is always incredibly tough. Um, I think technically, uh, Japan is always a very hard opposition, especially when we played them in the 2011 World Cup. Um, but I'd say between those two, um, yeah, they're, they're very good opposition. Uh, great answer. And uh, you're two fantastic teams we'll see here during the World Cup as well. Now, I, I know you love your golf. Um, oh yeah, how do you know that? Well, I, I might have done some research, which isn't something that happens often. But um, <laughs> I, I read an article uh, that Susan McFadden actually wrote um, when after off an interview that she did with you, I think last year for Newsroom.co.nz, oh, yeah. and she said that you were hoping to get golf clubs for Christmas. So, what are you playing off at the moment? What's your handicap? Well, seeing as I don't even really know what that means, like obviously I'm not super up on the lingo. However, I do have my own clubs. I invested in you in my own set of clubs. I got fitted for them. They're really sick. They look so shiny and they're really cool. Unfortunately, they don't help me play very well, but that's okay. Um, and I also have, like have great um, golf outfits. Thankful um, to Puma for being a sponsored Puma athlete. So thanks, Puma. Shout out. <laughs> oh, mate, get the get the plugs in where you can. Why not? Why <laughs> exactly. Not? <laughs> exactly. Hey, just to finish off, um, I was going through my book collection recently of football biographies, which is far larger than my partner would like it to be. Um, and there's a guy who I guess is probably the best way to describe him as the uh, the working man's George Best, who played uh, around the leagues in England back in the 70s and 80s, called Frank Worthington. Known as a bit of a ladies' man, his book is called One Hump or Two, not particularly PC. Um, <laughs> but if uh, if you were going to write your autobiography, what would the title be? K Sarah Sarah. Whatever will be, will be, eh? Exactly. 
Hey, mate, listen, I really appreciate your time. I could I could chat to you forever. You're a, you're a great yarn. Uh, I really enjoy your your company, mate. Uh, I, I wish you all the best with Melbourne City. Uh, just not this weekend. Uh, and fingers crossed, um, <laughs> fingers crossed, we get to see you um, uh, have a successful campaign in the World Cup next year, too, eh? Thank you so much. Been a pleasure being on. Thank you. time off after uh, that game against Western United and given that I've got a bit of a break with the World Cup kicking off, I can only get him on my phone and his phone. So uh, apologies in advance because this is a phone quality interview, but it was good to catch up with them, see what they had in store, how they were going to treat this break. Was it pre-season? Have they got games lined up? How exactly are they going to look after it? We'll find out too from Ufuk how he thinks the Socceroos will go at the World Cup who he's picking to win the whole thing, and what went wrong against Western United. I started by asking Ufuk how he was. Good, thanks, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good, good. Um, what have you been up to uh, since Sunday? We gave the boys some uh, time off. Obviously, we uh coming now, so uh, we gave the boys uh, three days off to go and refresh uh, mentally and physically, and uh seems like we'll have a little bit of a mini pre-season leading into the season again. Yeah, it's an unusual one. I mean, I don't think in your time as a coach or a player you would have ever had a, a break in the season like this for something like the World Cup, would you? No, nah, generally the World Cup's uh, at the end of the season, but uh, obviously things change for the World Cup in Qatar. I think it's too hot at the end of the season, so they brought mid-season, and I think all the leagues are sort of having a break. And look, we knew this break was coming. What, so what have you planned uh, for it, mate? I mean, have you got games to stay sharp? Are you treating it like pre-season? How, how are you approaching it? It'll be a bit of a pre-season. Uh, the, the good thing is uh, the re- reserves are still playing games. Uh, there'll be opportunities to send players down to, to get minutes there, the guys that haven't got regular minutes so far. And at the same time, we'll have to do a lot of in-house games uh, ourselves to try to keep the boys match fit at the same time. So it'll be a balance of uh, getting players game time with the reserves and also a little bit of a little mini pre-season for us. And, and it gives us an opportunity to improve on things and work on things that we need to. Yeah, and no uh, thoughts of of maybe playing some of the other A-League sides that are also in the same position? Yeah, look, the, the only the problem we have is we always have to travel to Australia to get games, uh, unfortunately. So we'll see uh, how things pan out. And we, we were looking to get a game, obviously, before we play uh, Western Sydney the weekend before. Uh, that still is a plan, but we'll see how it goes. Now, you're coming off the back of um, what must have been for you a disappointing loss to Western United. Uh, I, I mean, as a fan, I was sat there watching that, 2-0 up, uh, thinking we had the game in the bag. Maybe maybe some of the team were thinking the same? Yeah, look, I think uh, we were quite comfortable in the first half. Uh, then we scored the, the second goal early. Uh, I think the, the set-piece goal that we conceded uh, gave them confidence. Uh, and then the momentum shifted. Uh, we tried to make a couple of changes with some fresh legs up top uh, to give us more opportunities to, to press them. And, you know, we conceded the second goal and then a, a free-kick goal uh, in the last minute of the, of the game. So, yeah, disappointed at the end, uh, being 2-0 up at home and then giving the game up uh, 3-2. So we'll look back at it, uh, reflect on it and see what worked and what went wrong. I talked to Natalie uh, from the women's side the other day and I suggested that potentially after that uh, you might have the boys doing shuttles up Mount Victoria. <laughs> uh, look, the thing is, uh, it's not the running that's required. I think it's more how we do things with and without the ball. Uh, you know, how we how we nullify the opponent and, and how can we better and, and why do we stop playing uh, once we went up 2-0. I think uh, 
that's the biggest difference because I think in the first half we were totally in control. We had a lot of the ball. We, you know, we created some good moments. We got we got our goal. You know, we had an opportunity to score from a penalty, uh, which we didn't. Uh, then we got our second goal. You know, in in, in the second half, which we should have been quite comfortable. Uh, like I said, we put on some fresh legs to to give us a bit more. And I think uh, conceding that soft goal from the set piece uh, allowed them a bit more momentum and and a bit more confidence to get themselves back into the game. And and uh, like I said, it's one of those things that we learn from. Uh, you don't ever never want to lose games from 2-0 up, but this it's part of the game and we'll look why why it happens. That Diamante free kick, I mean, the guy might be, I don't know, he's probably my age, he's close, he must be close to 50, but I mean, boy, he can have free <laughs> kick, his class, isn't he? Yeah, look, he's still a quality player. He might not have the legs that he used to to cover the ground, and that's probably why he plays a certain amount of minutes, but he still has the quality to, you know, hit a ball from a dead ball situation. Uh, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, when the boys get back, we'll have to sit down with Foley to see what his thoughts were when he set up the wall and, and why he set up the wall like that with the amount of players. So, you know, it's all learnings again. Uh, it's, a, it's a hard way of learnings, but uh, like I said, we'll, we'll look back on it. You get plenty of time to watch the World Cup, I suppose. That's a that's a bonus, mate. Um, this this time round, with it being at the time it is, um, how do you think the Aussies will go? Yeah, look, they're in a tough group, but uh, you know it's the World Cup. Uh, they're one-off games, so you know you just got to go out there and do your best and, and perform the best you can. Everything's possible uh, in the World Cup. Uh, for for me as a coach, it, you never watch games anymore for entertainment value. You always look at what what teams are doing, why are they doing that against the opposition that they play. So it's a great opportunity for us as coaches as well to see what the best are doing in the world. Yeah, it will be, mate. I mean, who do you like in the World Cup? Who do you think is going to take it out? I think Brazil has the best squad, but look, you don't know in, in tournaments at times, uh, you know, but I, I think uh, Brazil has the best squad to to win the cup. Yeah, I agree with you on that, mate. They look, they look, they've look, they got weapons everywhere and they've got great balance in it. feels to me, um, I'll put your pundit hat on, but it feels to me like overnight Neymar's kind of grown up and got a bit more maturity about him and it's kind of, he's more about the collective than about the, the, the individual. Yeah, look, he's a quality player. Uh, I think uh, any coach would want him to play uh, in his side. So for me, you know, you look at the players that have missed out uh, in that squad, you know, and they're selecting 26 players for this World Cup, not just 23. So players like Firmino didn't even make the squad that are scoring goals at, at, at Liverpool. So it's one of those ones, I think they've got a lot of depth uh, in each position. So I believe that uh, they're the ones that will lift the cup at the end. Yeah, no, I can't disagree with you too much on that one, mate. I think I think you're bang on. Hey, thanks very much, mate. I'll, I'll let you go. Enjoy uh, the rest of your your sort of couple of days off before the team reconvene, and uh, enjoy that World Cup. And no doubt we'll talk again uh, before Western Sydney. My pleasure. Cheers, mate. So there you have it. That is Ufuk Tele, the Phoenix men's head coach, uh, giving us a rundown of what they're going to be doing during the World Cup. Interesting as tips as well, uh, thinking that it's going to be Brazil that takes it out and maybe not entirely writing off the Socceroos' chances, although given that they have France, Denmark and Tunisia, you've got to think they're pretty skinny. Still to come, the Phoenix Fan Challenge right here on Phoenix Nation, thanks to Oppo. Welcome back into Phoenix Nation here on ECNZ, and I'm going to be running the cutter for the uh, the fan challenge thanks to Oppo, and a pair of Oppo headphones are up for grabs. Uh, five questions, uh, five Phoenix-related questions, and uh, you only have to get three of them right, and then you win yourself a pair of Oppo headphones. And we have our life member of the station calling in for the fan challenge this afternoon. Zade's on the line. G'day, Zade. Good afternoon, Sam. How you doing, mate? How's the afternoon going? Are you a big Phoenix fan, Zade? Yeah, I like the Wellington Phoenix. Yeah? Do you watch all I their games? I haven't got off to the best start this year, but nah. nah. Do you watch they, the games? Do you watch the games? 
They lost 3-2 in the weekend, blew that game. They did, mate. They did. All right, well, you know how this one works, mate. We've got five questions. You only have to get three right. And if you get three right, then you win yourself a pair of headphones. So, uh, yeah, here we go, mate. Uh, question number one, Katie Bowen, who we, uh, who we just spoke to before, and which other football fern are in the Melbourne City squad this season? Oh. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do you want to take a stab? Can you think of any football fans? Um, no, I don't know. Hey. Oh, okay, we'll chalk it up as a save. Advantage, Phoenix. You're in a, you're in a, an O and one holes. A question number two, Alessandra Diamante. Who was it anyway? Oh, Hannah Wilkinson. Sorry, was the uh, was the correct answer? Oh, yeah. Hannah Wilkinson. Question number two, Alessandra uh, Alessandro Diamante scored the winner for Western United on the weekend. Which Premier League club did he used to play for? Oh. Man United. Ooh. You got the United part right, but it was West Ham. West Ham United for uh, question number two. So, Zay, you're going to need three from three here, fella. Three from three to win those headphones. Uh, question number three. Which former Phoenix striker is coaching the reserves this season? Is it Chris Greenacre? Well done, Zade. Well done. So there you go. You're on. You're on track here. Two to go. Uh, question number four. New Phoenix signing this season. Uh, so I'm trying to read this question that Ricardo wrote. New Phoenix signing this season has how the new Phoenix signing this season has how many caps for the football ferns? Uh, two. Hundred hundred and thirty four. I think Ricardo might have missed a, a missed a name on this one, but he just said the new Phoenix woman signing this season is how many caps for the football fans. Hundred and thirty four, apparently, according to New Zealand Football. And question number five, last one, Zay. Which team did the Wellington Phoenix beat in their biggest ever win in their history? It was eight uh, two. Newcastle Jets. Oh. <laughs> Central Coast Mariners. Central Coast Mariners. I'll tell you what, Zaid. Ricardo told me when he gave me the questions that these ones this week are very, very hard. So uh, I don't blame you, mate. I don't blame you at all. Um, Unfortunately, not to be this week, fella. No, all good. Thank you. No worries. There you go. That's Zaid calling in. You can do it uh, every Thursday. Your chance to win a pair of Oppo headphones. You just got to get three out of five correct. Uh, Generally, it's Ricardo asking the questions, but um, I was running the cutter today. Um, We will take a short break, and we'll come back and wrap the show after that. Yeah, Phoenix Nation here on SENZ, uh, thanks to Oppo. And, uh, yeah, Zay just falling short in the uh, the Oppo fan challenge for those Oppo headphones. So uh, I'm, I'm going to presume that Ricardo's uh, going to be back next Thursday, but we are on a, uh, a wee bit of a break from A-League football because, of course, the World Cup coming up. So uh, I think the next Phoenix game is on the 10th of December. It's against Western Sydney's wa- uh, Wanderers. So there's a, what's that, a three-, four-week break while the World Cup's on. Um, the Phoenix women, though, they're in action this weekend, uh, Sunday, 20th of November, 3pm. First home game of their season. So if you can get along to that, uh, pack out the stadium, uh, Sky Stadium against Melbourne City. Uh, and uh, yeah, just enjoy some some women's football but ahead of their World Cup uh, in 2023. Um, and if you're interested in the World Cup, I think the first game is on Monday morning, New Zealand time at 5am. If you want to get up early, Qatar v Ecuador. So the hosts in action uh, in the first game, first day, Qatar-Ecuador uh, and then England take on Iran uh, on the Tuesday which is uh, sort of sets off the second day of action. So uh, that is Phoenix Nation for another week. As I said, Ricardo hopefully will be back next Thursday. 
Thanks for joining us this afternoon. And coming up next on SNZ, it will be the run home. Kirsten B. Poise ready to go. Plenty of great chats coming up as well. Monty Beetham, I think they've got on the show uh, to talk about Samoa v Australia on Sunday morning, the Rugby League World Cup. So the run home coming up next.